Welcome to the Geekcentric Podcast. Today, we break down everything we just heard during Marvel's Hall H panel. All this and everything else that happened this week in Geek at San Diego Comic-Con 2022, Day 3. Hey, it's Nate, and if you're joining us for the first time, we are Geekcentric, a podcast celebrating the world of movies, TV shows, toys, collectibles, gaming, and all things Geekcentric, and all things Marvel, uh, it seems, as that is all that I want to talk about during uh, this podcast. But joining me to break things down for this SDCC recap part two, uh, we've got the JRR token, joint roller smoking, Justin, the Justice Fatigue League Lawrence. How are you doing tonight, Justin? Dude, I, I feel like I'm I'm high on something after, oh my after gosh. all of the news that just dropped. So, yeah, I, I think I got a little Marvel seasoning on my doobie, and I've just burned that sucker down. Dude, it, like, I'm... I feel like I got hit by a truck of information. Uh, we're going to try and hey, break it down as, as best we can. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I oh, man, I am feeling it. Um, but uh, listen, after two years, Marvel has finally returned to Hall H, and they announced some crazy shit. So we're going we're gonna to talk about it. Um, Kevin Feige, of course, came out onto the stage uh, after being introduced by Miss Minutes, which I thought was a cute a cute thing, you know, Tara Strong up there uh, voicing Miss Minutes, and she was like, thank you for y'all for coming to Hall H or something like that. <laughs> and then Kevin Feige yeah, exactly. walks out, he's wearing a Miss Minutes hat, and uh, and yeah, and he, re- he says uh, Phase 4 will end uh, after She-Hulk and after Black Panther, Wakanda forever. Um, so Justin, pretty crazy news right off the top there. I was kind of shocked. I'm like, wait, what already? Um, what are your thoughts? I mean, we've, we've basically what we had phase four take three years, I guess from 2019 would be when it started. That's a fair assessment. We got to remember too, that, uh, we had a lot of series go through at the same time as these movies. So Mm -hmm. we're actually getting double the amount of content. I think someone broke it down. Phase four is already more hours in content than all previous phases, one, two, and three combined. Oh, wow. Um, okay. So we've gotten a lot of MCU content over the last three years, and we've been very spoiled, to be truthfully honest. And to see that we're already looking at the future of uh, with Phase 5 and Phase 6 on the horizon with a, a massive crossover event like we've we've anticipated uh, uh, for the closure of, of this saga, there's a lot of ground to still cover between now and, and 2025, right? So, you know, again... Because Disney Plus is is such a fruitful endeavor for for Marvel to help tell more stories and expand on that, it's just creating a more accelerated process for get us getting to to the end of this saga. Well, it's interesting because I you know I <clears throat> recently was uh, sent an article uh, regarding sort of uh, or it wasn't an article it was a TikTok and it was just somebody explaining why they felt kind of this first group of live action Disney Plus series have felt very similar and how a lot of them haven't learned from each other in terms of fan reaction and like how a lot of them sort of end in similar ways or or they you know they start off strong they have a dip in the middle and then some fans really like the ending and some don't and and it's interesting because all of those were filmed 
at the same time, even though we're getting them uh, in this sort of rapid succession. And I think, honestly, a lot of the their plans, I think their original plans were to really make that phase, um, fa- or phase four, what we're currently on, a one, maybe a one and a half year thing, um, especially when we start talking about phase five and six uh, coming up. Um, where we kind of see the how how those break down from a from a year to year standpoint. True. Um, let's kind of dive into it here. Uh, he you know then threw up a graphic and was like, "Let's just talk about Phase Five. Phase Five is going to be kicking off with Ant Man uh, and the Wasp: Quantum Mania, uh, and then we'll end on July twenty sixth, twenty twenty four with th- uh, with Thunderbolts. So uh, let's just quickly go down the list here: Ant Man and the Wasp." Quantum Mania, February 17th, 2023. Secret Invasion, Spring 2023. Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3, May 5th, 2023. Echo, Summer 2023. Loki Season 2, Summer 2023. The Marvels, July 28th, 2023. Blade, we got an announcement for the date, November 3rd, 2023. Ironheart, Fall 2023. Agatha got a name change. Agatha used to be, what was it? Agatha, House of Harkness. Uh, and now it's Coven of Chaos uh, is going to be winter 2023 slash 24. Um, <clears throat> so I guess they're kind of debating that. Uh, and then Daredevil Born Again uh, was announced, which is absolutely incredible. Fall 2023. Uh, and then Captain America New World Order is the name of the next Captain America movie uh, starring Sam Wilson, uh, which will be May 3rd, 2024. And then ending off Phase 5, will be July 26, 2024 with the Thunderbolts. So absolutely nuts. Again, there's so much information here. Um, I wanted to kind of start off with uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Um, you know, Feige uh, kind of invited director Peyton Reed and the stars onto this onto the stage, Paul Rudd, Evangeline Lilly, uh, Jonathan Majors, who we got a, a poster for and we got to see as Kang, uh, and apparently they got to see some footage of Kang. Um, Catherine Newton uh, was was there as well, and they kind of did a Q&A. Um, and so apparently it's, it's epic in scale. Um, it's a sci-fi adventure that is decidedly unique to the franchise, uh, and then fans were given a look. Uh, at the upcoming film. Superhero partners Scott Lang and Hope Van Dyne uh, return to continue their adventures in Ant-Man and the Wasp. Together with Hope's parents, Hank Pym uh, and Janet Van Dyne, uh, the family find themselves exploring the quantum realm, interacting with strange new creatures and embarking on an adventure that will push them beyond the limits of what they thought possible. Uh, We were hearing some, you know, tweets and things like that saying that it's going to take place almost entirely in the quantum realm, which is absolutely incredible. Uh, we also saw that there were some uh, additional people cast. Justin, did you did you catch any of the the ad- additional cast that's going to be coming in? Well, there was there was uh, a lot of rumors about uh, Bill Murray being mm-hmm. attached to to star in it, and it seems like whatever footage that they saw that was confirmed. There was also a rumor that Modoc was going to be appearing in this movie, which the footage that they saw also confirmed that Modoc yeah. will be in it. We were watching The Kind of Funny Guys, and someone fired off that um, Corey Stoll, who was in the first Ant-Man and played um, Yellow Jacket. 
that he would be Modoc. I don't know. I couldn't find anything online to confirm that. I thought maybe someone just threw that in the chat. Um, uh, I didn't catch any other ones. I know that they recasted uh, Cassie Lang. I think you mentioned that. Did you already mention yes, that? Yes, uh, we have Catherine yeah. Newton is the new Cassie Lang. So yes. the third, the third yeah. Cassie Lang. Third iteration. Uh, third yeah. iteration of Cassie Lang. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe she's just a variant, but yeah. Yeah, well, but I, I think it's, you know, it'll be interesting to see, you know, uh, how Newton takes it. This seems to be the stepping stone for everything that is going to follow after uh, when we get mm-hmm. into phase six. So I think this, this, is, this has a lot of weight on it uh, in terms of, of, of this film and, and what it needs to set up and maybe not necessarily set up, but introduce. Uh, you know what I mean? I think we have to get off the mind frame that everything is just a huge setup. It's maybe just an introduction. Uh, a multiverse mm-hmm. of madness is very much a, a learning lesson for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, not to always think, read so, so far, you know, yeah. understand what the goal is and what, what else is, is, is in and around the movie to help expand on it. So yeah, I think Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania is going to be very important uh, for, for the future of the MCU. Totally. I, I mean, if it's kicking off phase five, it's the first movie of phase five, then I think it does, it has to kind of set a precedent for, for the, uh, for these movies. I, I wanted to just quickly touch upon two things. Uh, yeah. Bill Murray is confirmed. I think it's going to be more of a cameo role. Um, apparently he, plays someone who knows Michelle Pfeiffer. I like to think of the idea that maybe he's like a previous lover <laughs> or something like that. Like, like they, they had it, they like dated a, a while back or something. In the quantum so, realm. Right. Or, or maybe, yeah, <laughs> she maybe she met there? him. <laughs> <laughs> she met him in the quantum realm and they, they we tried to have together. a life and it just didn't yeah. work out. Yeah. And then obviously yeah, Hank, you. like Michael Douglas's character is going to be like, what excuse me like you never mentioned this or anything like that i don't know i think it'd be a lot of fun uh to bring him in because he just seems like that kind of guy and then there's one more thing there was uh during the footage that was shown dude this line from kang apparently um scott shows up in front of kang and he turns and he goes you're an avenger have i killed you before (laughs) like let's freaking go dude like i am so so stoked um i cannot wait to see uh to see kang again jonathan majors is just he's set for life i'm so happy for him i'm so excited to see him uh coming back as kang after after his performance in loki um so let's uh let's keep going here uh we then got to see uh, some more information on Secret Invasion, uh, which I think we mentioned is coming to Disney Plus Spring 2023. Kobe Smolders, uh, who reprised, uh, who will be reprising her role of Maria Hill, um, came in uh, and she was on on hand to talk about uh, the new show. The audience was delighted. They showed a clip, uh, a glimpse of what's in store. People were saying it's it's like a thriller, like it's really like almost like scary and dark. They were That's talking a dark about thriller, yeah. Scrolls running away from explosions, screaming. Yeah, screaming. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it, it it seems pretty interesting. Um, it's a crossover event uh, series showcasing a faction of shape shifting scrolls who have been infiltrating Earth for years. Uh, and I heard somewhere that they were talking about. Um, like uh, Nick Fury without his eye patch, uh, hunting yep. scrolls. Grizzly, yeah, yeah, he's grizzly. He's a little more worn. Uh, apparently, this is a different Nick Fury. Uh, if if anything, from to learn from the panel is, mm-hmm. you know, this t- a lot of time has passed here, and uh, 
yeah uh this the fact that it's being touted as a a dark thriller has me very excited because again it, what marvel is doing so well with all of these shows and movies is just trying to find a, a way to to hit a genre like to to kind of tap in on a genre and mm-hmm. kind of frame the show in and around that and have those those elements to help kind of give it uh, a vibe right so every every time we go from these different movies and shows we're getting a bit of something and and in some ways, they're finding ways to connect it to to each other. Uh, so I think mm-hmm. it's really it's it's crafty how they're weaving their own story and 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 their own genre, right? Not just yeah, making man. a comic book genre. They're they're bringing in other elements. So yeah, it, it sounds like it's gonna be it's gonna be like a a, a very intense show. Yeah. Um. And then we got some. <clears throat> obviously, they they as I mentioned, they showed the big graphic showing all of uh, Phase Five. Um, you know, I'm, I, at this point, I just can't wait to get to 2023, um, and, and get to see all this stuff. You know, I'm, I, we were just talking about echo on the podcast. I'm so excited for that. Um, but I think one of the things that popped quite a bit was the confirmation, uh, cause there was a few, there were some leaks that came out. I think Marvel had, uh, kind of put out some, some patents for some different names, uh, and uh, and and they are copyright for some different names, and one of them was Captain America: New World Order. Um, yeah, I'm I'm stoked, man. I'm excited. I I don't quite know what New World Order could possibly mean. Well, I someone called out someone called out that it was the name of the first episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier, which is very interesting, uh, considering that we've already had that title in an episode but from the comics it, it's actually uh referred to uh new world order is a supervillain organization founded by red skull so i don't know what that means do we get a red skull resurgence i don't know we'll, we'll have to wait and see uh you're right new world order was uh is the name of the first episode of the uh, falcon and winter soldier series so that's really interesting um and i'm also wondering you know if you look at the logo treatment um, I'm wondering if we do get Rhodey uh, back in that movie as well, as I predicted <laughs> in a previous episode. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think also to the lack of armor wars in yes. all of this. Yeah. Uh, you know, not, no armor not wars. giving anything away, but there's there was no armor wars predicted for or seen in phase, phase five. So mm-hmm. we have to assume at some point in phase six, it will make an appearance because there are some open dates. But, you know, yeah, maybe he makes an appearance in, in this series. Maybe he's also destined to make an appearance in Ironheart, but uh, we'll wait and see. Yeah, it, it, it's definitely interesting. I'm I'm also, uh, we didn't get any anything for Werewolf by Night. I thought we might. Um, maybe they yeah. will save that for uh, the, the uh, D23 uh, panel along with like maybe the, the Christmas. I guess because like, like here, the, re- the reality is, is that we got a She-Hulk trailer, which we'll talk about later. But mm-hmm. you know, we're we're just weeks away from from the show being available to stream. But you know, with with D twenty three happening in in September, and it Werewolf by Night being a Halloween special, hopefully we get it before D twenty three. I think we should we should get something like a teaser or or, or something like that. I, I'm wondering if they tried to fit it in on uh, for today because he. Michael Giacchino, when he when you had your interview with him, he said we would be hearing about it very soon. Yeah, and he seemed very certain about that. So, <clears throat> wondering I think, if I think it's D23. wondering if it might have been. Yeah, maybe it's it, like at, at this point it would have to be. Yeah, right. But it's just like that. That's a really short window for for that. But maybe it is just a surprise and delight for fans. It's I like so. hey, 
in less than a month you can watch this yeah so. here's here's okay. our trailer for our halloween thing and then here's a quick tease of some goats running across the screen for our christmas thing like i could see them just doing something along those lines um of course i think people really freaked out and popped off for the name daredevil born again um yeah i am I am so amped. Uh, Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio confirmed for returning, uh, streaming in spring 2024. I am I'm so amped for this, and it's 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 interesting because that is coming after both um, She Hulk, which we're going to talk about that moment at the end of that trailer, uh, as well as Echo. Um, and so it leads me to kind of think like, okay, he's going to be popping up. Obviously, we've already officially seen him in the MCU, uh, not suited up as Matt Murdock in Spider-Man No Way Home. So so to to you know have to wait until then to see them pop up again and obviously we got Tanafrio in Hawkeye earlier. So you know we're going to see them in other projects before we get to see this I guess born again revamped version of uh, of that Netflix series. Well the the name born again works really well because he's being reintroduced into uh MCU proper from from Netflix. Um, but it's also a comic run from 1986 uh, that was actually written by Frank Miller. And the story uh, details around, and the story deals with uh, Daredevil's descent into insanity and destitution at the hands, at the Kingpin's hands, as well as subsequent struggles to, to build a new life for himself. Uh, the storyline was was loosely adapted uh, in in the 2018, the third season of, of um of the daredevil series. So, uh, I think, you know, using this as a basis to help reintroduce Matt Murdock daredevil into the MCU proper, it seems very fitting and it looks like it's going to be what we anticipate a, a very much a character study around, around the, the hero. So yeah, I'm, I'm, ex- I'm extremely excited for this 18 episodes. Like, wow, that is a, that is a huge number of episodes for, for a first season. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm super amped for it again, as I was saying. Uh, but <clears throat> we'll come back to that. But uh, <laughs> Matt Murdock's butt uh, later on, um, <laughs> because for now, um, get ready to cry. Guardians of the Galaxy three um, is coming out on May fifth, twenty twenty three, and there were a lot of Guardians on hand to dish about the highly anticipated third installment of Guardians of the Galaxy. Director James Gunn came out on stage alongside Chris Pratt, Karen Gillan, Palm Clementif, Sean Gunn, Will Poulter, uh, and Maria Bakalova, uh, who we learned is going to be playing Cosmo the Space Dog, uh, which is absolutely insane. Yeah. Apparently, she they, 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 they people were saying that she did uh, mocap for it, <laughs> so I don't understand quite how that works. <laughs> yeah, uh, apparently they they you know kind of took part to engage in the discussion, uh, and then Chuck Woody Iwuji, uh, who we love from Peacemaker, uh, arrived on stage. He's going from DC to Marvel, uh, making the flip, and he showed off the costume. He was literally wearing the costume uh, of his character, the High Evolutionary. In the film, um, the audience was treated to a special look as well. 
And uh, and the tagline kind of comes in here and says, In Marvel Studios' Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, our beloved band of misfits are looking a bit different these days. Peter Quill, still reeling from the loss of Gamora, must rally his team around him to defend the universe along with protecting one of their own. A mission that, if not completed successfully, could quite possibly lead to the end of the Guardians as we know them. Um, we got to see some leaked footage and it did look pretty dire, uh, slow motion footage of Palm Clementine's Mantis, uh, doing some dancing, slow motion dancing, but we specifically got to see a small, very brief, little tiny, and I say little tiny because he's so cute, image uh, or, or little brief video of a hand reaching out from the darkness to a baby rocket raccoon. So we're going to be exploring Rocket's origins. Uh, James Gunn on stage mm-hmm. mentioned that uh, he says, you know, he, he thinks about what makes, you know, these characters real. You know, obviously they start off being really goofy, but what makes Rocket real? Uh, and he realized that if he was real, he'd be the saddest creature in the universe. And I think in that description that I read that them talking about protecting one of their own, I think they're talking about Rocket. And I think that there's sure. going to be something going on with Rocket specifically uh, where they have to kind of explore his origins as well as introduce us to this threat that maybe is coming back from his past. Well, I think the high evolutionary is the threat is the that threat. is coming back yeah. from from Rocket's past. And if I'm not mistaken, and I think Darcy actually might be able to verify this, but I think the high evolutionary plays a part in the origins of Rocket Raccoon mm-hmm. and how he uh, got the way he was with the experimentation and 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 so on. So that'll be really cool. I'm also wondering too if Adam Warlock is challenging the High Evolutionary as he is now more supreme or right. more powerful yeah. than him. I'm not sure, uh, um, but you know, hey, if I'm wrong, you can write into us and let me know. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think it's really cool that they're focusing on on a character that is probably, as he described, the goofiest of them all, uh, just a ta- an angry, talking raccoon, yeah. and really going so far in this film to, I think, humanize him and have the audience really connect to his his trauma that does find its way into Guardians 3, where we're going to be exploring a Rocket's life and, uh, you know, mm-hmm. his past and, and the trauma that he carries and, and how it's how it's how how he's carried it through, through all of his life. So, yeah, I, it'll be the strongest way that you can end this this series uh especially as james gunn has been saying that this is the end for this them but the they're end. not all gonna die yeah this is the end. yeah he did this confirm he kind of came out and said like listen story's gotta end but that doesn't mean everyone's gonna die so don't don't be too upset um but we also gamora um apparently shown in the footage as now the leader of the ravagers um and and there's a moment where uh peter quill is surprised and says so you really don't remember anything about your time with us and uh gamora says no and then they they continue the trailer from there so i i'm very intrigued to see kind of how this works it's it's a little sketchy in my mind right now it's also nearing midnight for me uh so my brain isn't (laughs) fully there right now but uh gamora this gamora that we're seeing this is the this is the alternate variant of gamora i'm assuming right Mm -hmm. not the obviously not the one that died um, and right. so, so yeah, she wouldn't have ever maybe had those adventures with them. Is that where we're, we're kind of going off of? I guess. I, I don't know why he's asking her that question then. Is he right. hoping that, is he hoping that in some way the memories have found their way to 
connect back to her because mm-hmm. now she's part of their timeline. Like, I, I don't know. I, I just don't understand the logic in it because you're right. If you understood the way things were, okay, well, my Gamora is dead, but you're obviously a Gamora from another time. Yeah, you wouldn't know me. I would, I would, I would at least understand it that way. So I don't really understand why he's asking her that. Um, I, I don't know if there was anything we missed maybe from, from previous movies that would insinuate that she would. I think... I think there were moments in in the in towards the end of Endgame where we maybe got the hint that she recognized that he he meant something, but she didn't right. fully understand it. She was almost scared of it rather than being like yielding to it. Right? Mm-hmm. She was more intimidated by it because she's like, there's something about all of them, but she just doesn't understand it. And I think it scares her. I think it scares her more than anything. And maybe that's how whatever he thinks that she might remember has manifested itself as more of a fear rather than a willingness to just be a part of their family. Cause it doesn't seem like based on what was described in the footage that she doesn't want to be a part of the guardians anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's got her own thing going on, right? She's, she's one of the ravagers. And and I think maybe that's her, uh, as you said, putting up a, some sort of, some sort of shield, if you will, to sort of say like, no, I don't want to be a part of anything that you've got going on. Yeah, for sure. I think it's, it's great because in a way she's manifested her, herself to be her own Peter Quill. And I think mm-hmm. that that's what's interesting, right? Yeah, man, absolutely. I'm I'm so stoked for this. I'm stoked for everything, man. I'm stoked for everything. That we're not stoked for. That's yeah, true. Exactly. That's true. <laughs> Just stop saying it. Um, but uh, but then that was that's not it. Like they started crying on stage, and there were tears flowing uh, as it was the final Guardians of the Galaxy proper, I guess, movie. Um, but then I don't think uh, they ever saw the footage. I don't think they saw the footage, right? Maybe that was it. They were reacting to yeah. Baby Rocket because they all seemed. Um, they all that's s- what I was. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was. <laughs> they they all they all seemed pretty like based on what we were reading. It, they all seemed fairly emotional. They all took a moment to thank James Gunn and mm-hmm. to say how much they loved him as a filmmaker. And I think that that's you know they they felt it on the set and they probably felt it from watching that footage that this is a you know a fond farewell. Uh, love letter to to guardians right so yeah um yeah i think it i think it just goes to show everyone's gonna have an emotional resonance from from the cast and crew right down to the audience when they see that baby rocket oh my gosh forget baby groot dude you know baby groot's out baby yoda forget baby yoda it's all about baby rocket now i'm telling you he's gonna they're gonna go crazy with all the toys and stuff like that um (laughs) uh so then you know it didn't stop there uh, they kept pushing forward, uh, and Kevin Feige <laughs> straight up was like, let's talk about phase, you know, that was phase five, you know, we've, we're done with phase four, that was all the stuff from phase five, let's talk about phase six, and dude, like, absolutely insane, uh, phase six is going to be kicking off uh, with Fantastic Four, uh, which is hitting theaters November 8th, 2024. Uh, and that's the first movie of Phase 6. So <laughs> so after we wow. see Thunderbolts, we're going to look forward to Fantastic Four, um, which is absolutely insane. Of course, we were all kind of expecting potentially some casting information. They could still drop that uh, at D23, but given how far away it, it, it seems this movie is. I don't know if they necessarily need to yet. You know what I mean? Like, we could be getting that maybe at 2023's D23 instead um, and, and sort of learning sure. more about that there. Um, and, then, <laughs> and then they announced two, not one, 
but two Avengers movies. Um, Avengers The Kang Dynasty, which is opening uh, in theaters May 2nd, 2025. And Avengers Secret Wars, finally confirmed, uh, releasing on November 7th, 2025. Uh, And the entire, all of Phase 6 is going to be, sorry, Phase 4, 5, and 6 is going to be known as the Multiverse Saga. So we have the Infinity Saga, and now we've got the Multiverse Saga. Justin, like where where do you want to where do you want to start here with this news? What do you want to talk about here? Well, let's start with Fantastic Four. You're absolutely right. I think that uh, you know we we don't need to get casting news right off the bat. We don't even need a director right now as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we could probably wait a bit, but setting a date at least puts it in stone as to where it needs to needs to land in the the grand Feige plan, if you will. Um, <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> and yeah, the introduction of Two Avengers movies that are May and November that I feel like are like six months apart from each other and you're getting two Avengers movies. It feels like the reason why they're showing these three and not the rest, because we, we noticed in their timeline there were some dates that were left blank mm-hmm. um, and we don't know what's going to go there. Um, but Fantastic Four will definitely feed into the importance of Avengers Kang Dynasty and Kang's Dynasty will feed into the importance of Secret War. I think Absolutely. this is the trifecta of the events, right? So Fantastic Four really does set it up and mm-hmm. then Kang's Dynasty is going to allow us to almost have that Thanos-level story of Infinity War where we spend time with the exactly. villain and understand the villain and we do we do that story and understand. We probably travel through time maybe even and see the multiple ways that Kang has touched different lives and maybe events that we've already seen in the MCU. I don't know. I think it's sort of smart. They've shown in many ways how those movies are meant to connect. What's going to happen in between of them I think are going to be very small subsequent things that are going to help build more momentum to the inevitable Secret War event. I am surprised, though, that we didn't get any notice or confirmation of directors, uh, given that Joe and Anthony Rousseau have talked so uh, openly about wanting to direct a Secret Wars project. Yeah, I mean, they, they've been talking about it a lot. Like, they've they've been mentioning Secret Wars quite a bit. For sure. Yeah. Like, And they've been talking about it with confidence. So you, you can't imagine that, that Feige hasn't at least put the bug in their ear about this, and they haven't at least offered some advice. Right? right about what it is but part of me believes that they don't want to be tied down by a two movie deal like they did last time they they did that once they 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 say it wasn't good for their health right yeah. it wasn't good for them right to do both infinity war and endgame back to back like if they do secret wars they mm-hmm. might very well be involved in in kang dynasty and maybe fantastic four if they're inevitably meant to connect in some way yeah well i mean we we did see uh you know, phase four, um, you know, how many movies did we get in phase four? I'm trying to look it up here. Well, we actually got seven movies and seven series on Disney Plus between January 2021 and obviously at the end of uh, with with uh, Black Black Panther Wakanda Forever, November 11th, 2022. So, right. Um, and then we've got uh, nine, potentially 10 for phase five. Um, as Agatha um, Coven of Chaos is quoted as potentially, um, well, I guess, no, I guess Phase 5, she'll, they'll, they'll still include it in Phase 5, even if it is a 2024 release. Um, and then we've got 
one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven movies or projects potentially, because uh, some of those could be live action streaming stuff um, or animated streaming stuff uh, at four our phase six even on this graphic for phase four mm-hmm. you know that we're looking at that they showed at the panel we mm-hmm. don't see what if there right that's so true i and we have to look at all the live action as as being those are the elements right so mm-hmm. um yeah I, I i honestly believe that you said it this has been a pretty big ordeal with the pandemic yeah. That phase four got stretched out based on the plans of phase five and six. It's like there's a lot that they're trying to do in like a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going to be content on content. Like you're you're just going to have your fill of Marvel. Like it's, just it's not stopping be back dude. to back. Yeah, it's not stopping. And this is how it's kind of felt with this phase as well. Right. I think this is the first time because of the Disney Plus stuff where it just it hasn't felt like we've been without a Marvel thing. You know, for more than a month, I think, at the very, very longest. Um, do you have any guesses? Do you want to make any guesses at all for any of those blank spots uh, on this well, graphic need, for phase six? You know, again, like, it's crazy how they're planning these phases because it's like towards the end of November, phase six is beginning of mm-hmm. 2024. Like, I feel like we we should be getting, we need to be getting a Shang-Chi sequel. Yep. We need to be getting Armor Wars as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that that needs to go in there somewhere. I, I just don't know where. Um, when we look at like the Infinity Saga timeline and we know what movies were important to the actual endgame movies and, and stuff like that, there's certain ones that definitely stand out. There's other ones that we obviously know are very supplemental. They're just there to help build out the character. Like even the introduction of Doctor Strange movie was meant to be just an introduction to his character and right. the time stone. And that's about it, really, right? He had more value in... in Infinity War and Endgame than he did in his own solo movie, right? Mm-hmm. So there could be small things that happen throughout here that may play into, you know, the the bigger, bigger story. I, I don't know. Do we are we looking at a Moon Knight? Right? Is Moon Knight even going to be important? Right? right? Maybe. Yeah. There is a there is a comic series where Moon Knight is you know chasing after Kang, uh, which mm. I've been reading. It's which is pretty wild. So, you know, he, he could he could be a part of Kang's dynasty um, in some capacity. I'm also thinking um, by this point, you know, there's a lot of open blank spots on there. And it's funny how, <laughs> leave it up to Kevin Feige and Marvel to put on such a show at Hall H that we all just forgot about the mutants. We all just sat there and ate up all this news. And at no point in time did they say the word mutants. And we're all just like... We're so enamored by everything. So, so, but, but what I'm saying is, we've got all these blank spots. There's our mutant projects right in there. There's our mutants because they ha- they got they have to be bringing in the mutants before Secret Wars. For I Secret firmly Wars? believe that. Yes, four Secret yeah. Wars leading up to, and so I think at least one or two of those I spots guess. are going to be for something uh-huh. mutants related, and then potentially even a Disney Plus live action thing related to uh, the X Men in particular. I think would be really cool uh, in there, and I think that that makes, in my mind, that's where all the mutants are going to be hiding. And I also feel like that they're how like if we look at the spots on that uh, on that big image that was was on Twitter of of the the screen. I really do think that they could sneak on one more Avengers logo and then they they do the reveal, right? And it's just Avengers and then it just says Young above it. Like at the end of next year's Hall H panel, right leading up to this, 
I think that's what Kang's dynasty is meant to be, is a young Avengers. You think that's the young Avengers movie? We just don't movie. know it. I do. Mm-hmm. I believe so. I believe that's the that's the that's going to be the one that's going to be the the precursor to Secret Wars, where we get full fledged. Right. I think we will focus on 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 some of the newer Avenger characters in that. It'll be interesting to see who we see, uh, yeah. e- e- even in any of these. Like we're, we're we're they're deeming it as an Avengers movie. So whatever this team of heroes is, it's going to be new. We know that. So who's it going to be? Wow. Do we get another Thor? I don't think we need another Thor, but you know, Maybe. do we get another Thor? I hope we get a standalone Hulk movie. I think would be great. You know what I mean? Like, get Ruffalo into an actual Hulk movie. I think would be really cool. Yeah. Um, but I think but... The, I think the the important thing about them showing us these Phase Six movies, you know, Fantastic Four, Kang Dynasty, and and Secret Wars, is really to show the trajectory and how those three movies are going to connect. I think everything else that's going to happen is it's going to be more character driven stuff mm-hmm. that will have an have an influence or maybe tie in to these three movies that we're seeing. They're very much connected. There's been a lot of discussion about Fantastic Four. Like they want a big name as a director. This has got to be a big movie. This has yeah. to do a lot. Is there a Doctor Doom element that plays into this? Because we got Secret Wars. We know Doctor Doom is very much involved. Fantastic Four is there. Like again, it's it's just there's there's a lot that's right there with just those three that all those other small things, it could really be anything. And it's interesting too because there's uh, near the beginning there, obviously, with Fantastic Four uh, <clears throat> coming out November 8th, 2024, there are two listings for fall 2024 as well. So Fantastic Four might not actually kick off Phase 6. We might have two other projects. Um, but I'm also wondering if those could be held for maybe some things that they don't A consider series. to be... Yeah, they maybe they don't consider them to be the... Like an the, armor the, wars. The epic, yeah, big thing that's kicking off the, the phase. Maybe it's... They want to wait for it to, you know, the movie. A Spider-Man? Four is Are we off. getting another Spider-Man? Is there I, one of those? Like... Sony really, I think, <laughs> would love that very much if we got another uh, Spider-Man. And I think, I think as Marvel fans, that's I think they need to learn. I think they need to learn, though. Let let them keep doing their Spider-Man projects and 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 have the Morbius success that they've had. Oh, and gosh. then they'll be like, but you know what, Marvel? Maybe maybe we should get back together, bring the band back together, and and uh, make another. Spider-Man movie because it's it's been radio silence after yeah. after that. So, well, let's uh, let's get to the kind of the ending of the Hall H panel, and then we're going to talk about those trailers that were dropped. Uh, Ryan Coogler comes out on stage. I think um, before that, Kevin Feige said something really cool that, like, dude, if you're freaking Kevin Feige and you just get to say these things and wear those hats, how incredible is your life? Like, he literally walks out on stage after they reveal the multiverse saga is the name of the four, five, and six phases. And he comes up and he goes, so we've talked about the past. We've talked about the future. Now let's talk about forever. And I'm just like, what? Like, <laughs> it's such a great line. So freaking dope. Uh, and he comes out and uh, and he brings on uh, Ryan Coogler out onto uh, the stage uh, and, uh, and yeah, and they, they bring up the entire cast, um, of, of Wakanda forever. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, we get to, I think they started off with a, a performance by, uh, Baaba Mal, uh, who did, was doing vocals and Masamba Diop on the, what's a drum called the Tama, uh, and dancers and drummers were coming out on stage and, uh, Feige was joined, yeah, by Ryan Coogler and cast members, Mabel Kadena, Michael Cole, Winston Duke, Denai Guerrera, Tanakh. Huerta, 
Florence Kasumba, Alex Livinali, Lupita Nyong'o, Dominique Thorne, and Letitia Wright for a Q&A and a first look at the film's trailer. The the breakdown, or sorry, the description they've given us here is, in Marvel Studios' Black Panther Wakanda Forever, Queen Ramonda, Shuri, M'Baku, Okoye, and the Dora Milaje fight to protect their nation from intervening uh, from intervening world powers in the wake of King T'Challa's death. Uh, as the Wakandans sur- strive to embrace their next chapter, the heroes must band together with the help of war dog Nakia and Everett Ross uh, and forge a new path for their kingdom of Wakanda. Introducing Tanakh Huerta as Namor, king of a hidden undersea nation. The film also stars Dominique Thorne, Michaela Cole, uh, Mabel Cadena, and Alex Livinali. Uh, and yeah, it's going to be the final title in phase four and opens in theaters November 11th. I am... Uh, this was this was incredible. I can't wait to talk about the trailer with you. Uh, but obviously, Coogler came on the stage and just gave like some really incredible, just really heartfelt stories, obviously, regarding Chadwick Boseman. Uh, there was a quote that went around and said, the cast, including Chadwick, uh, hadn't seen the footage when he was standing on, on Hall H., uh, when they when they did the first Black Panther, uh, and he said he was so excited, and he grabbed Coogler by the shoulders, uh, and he was getting excited as the clip went on, and squeezing down on my shoulder when it was done, I couldn't even lift my arm. That's how excited Chadwick was. Uh, he said Chadwick was is no longer with us physically, but his spirit, his pride, and the impact uh, he had on the industry will be felt forever. Um, dude, let's let's chat about this. Uh, Tanakh Huerta as Namor. Uh, was confirmed, and uh, Dominic Thorne, uh, who is Riri Williams, is confirmed to be in this movie as well. Yeah, I I think I mentioned to you as we were watching the feed and and we, yeah. we were discussing, uh, you were surprised by that, and I said that that was something that was that was confirmed early on, and and very much. It's not a surprise, but it's it's cool to see how integral she's going to be in the story. It's, yeah. I think a lot of people thought, oh, this is a cameo. This is how she's going to get her her sort of flex and 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 interest in in being Ironheart is her introduction to Wakanda. But it mm-hmm. looks like she's very integral to the story. So I'm very happy to see that it's not just a cameo and a setup. It's it's more important than that. Uh, also, just the fact that we're getting Namor in this uh i think is is fantastic it, it was obviously heavily rumored a lot of this was heavily rumored yeah um so to get all of the final confirmations and to see it it's fantastic and honestly just he's very much seen as as one of the first mutants in the marvel universe so right i think it's really great that they're they're you know they've they've been hinting at mutants and introducing them and, and you know we, we're we're about to get one of the originals. I think the only other original mutant would be Apocalypse, but you know, we'll we'll see him maybe eventually. But um, yeah, yeah, to to have Namor in in this and to see the 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 way that they're taking it from a sort of Aztec um, origin, I really love that. It it seems to almost have a cultural duality to Wakanda uh, that is so steep and rich in its own culture. 
uh, very much like Wakanda. Uh, mm -hmm. So I think that that in itself serves as a really great grounds of conflict. Uh, looks like even as we we kind of talk about the trailer when we get to it, it mm -hmm. looks like there there is a a, a history that is going to be explored. And yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited to see Tanakh Huerta as, as Namor. I think the introduction of his character in this story uh, is, is going to help almost be a spiritual sequel to the cultural relevancy that the original Black Panther was. And this movie will very much have the same sort of cultural strength. Yeah. Yeah, man. Dude, I am, I am so excited um, for let's just you know what I can't even take it anymore. Uh, they ended the they ended the the entire panel, and then Kevin Feige said we'll be at Hall H next year or see you next year or something like that. So obviously they're not having any plans as of right now. <laughs> all things aside, uh, to to say that they're not coming back, but uh, that'll be uh, that'll be next year. Um, here I'm gonna open up a, a quick portal here. I'm portaling Kevin's banjo skills in. Here we go. Uh, Kevin, can you hit it up so we can talk about these trailers, please? It's trailer time. All right. So we got uh, two new trailers, one for a series that we've already seen a trailer for and obviously one for Wakanda forever. Let's talk about the first one, She-Hulk Attorney at Law, uh, debuting exclusively on Disney Plus August 17th. Really soon, uh, we are I, I, I'm just around the corner from it here. Uh, directors Kat Koro uh, and Anu Valia, uh, as well as head writer Jessica Gao, uh, were on stage, joined by Tatiana Maslani, Ginger Gonzaga, uh, and Jamila Jamil. Uh, we're all at Hall H uh, there to kind of do a quick Q&A. Um, and then they showed off this trailer. Justin, let's just dive right into it. What did you think of this uh, This I'd say the more official full trailer uh, for She-Hulk, Attorney at Law. Yeah, it's it, it, it's crazy that we're so close to the series being launched that only now are we getting this sort of extensive look at what the series is going to be about. And it looks great. It looks like it's yeah. going to be tons of fun. I love the banter between her and Banner. Looks like mm -hmm. she's picking up like being a Hulk really, really quickly. Yeah. Um, the fourth wall breaking stuff. I love that they're introducing that through her character in this series. It seems like it, it's going to be the, the right stepping stone to when we get to someone like Deadpool. Um, and I think we've already had instances throughout. So again, it's something that is, is very subtle, but here it looks like it might be very integral to the experience of, of the show where she's going to be talking to us and interacting with us uh, at, in, in moments throughout, throughout the, the, the series. I think it shows that I think it kind of proves that the show is going to be uh, focused a little more comedy. on comedy and more of a comedy. Uh, and even she kind of even just seems surprised by the fact that she's doing this sort of fourth wall breaking conversation. I think from the scenes that we get to see in the in the early part of the trailer or throughout the trailer, I imagine that those are all going to be from one episode uh, where she's training with with uh, Bruce. And I think we see Bruce is like clearly really lonely on that island. And I think Jennifer starts completing her Hulk training much faster than anticipated. And that's causing some discourse. Like not only is Bruce just like super jealous that she's picking it up so quickly, but he's also like, I don't want to lose my friend. Because there's that moment in the trailer where he's like, listen, if you if you need to go back and be a lawyer, like you can whatever, do it or whatever. Right. So, yeah, but he shares a connection now. Yeah. Right? Like he's not yeah. the only person like we've seen his journey through the MCU and he's always dealing with having to be the only one with this 
disorder, if you will, right? Sure. And he's 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 managed it, right? He's he's basically managed it. So he he shares he shares a relationship and he he enjoys that companionship. It's it's actually kind of funny because I think so many others around him, like Tony Stark, we've seen, and then even Thor have leaned on him as like an emotional support. And he's like, I got my own problems. I yeah. turn green when I get too pissed off. I don't yeah. want to deal with your baggage. Now that he's like holistically like at peace, he's yeah. looking for a sense of companionship. So right, and they share that. Actually kinda... They share that moment with the spandex, right? And he's like, yeah. your best friend is yeah. spandex. <laughs> Just shows him <laughs> stretching it out. I honestly, I'm so happy that Mark Ruffalo is is in the show, uh, even if it's not for the entire thing and. Yeah, you can definitely see he's getting a little upset that that she's she's doing better than him and um I also thought it was interesting we see the I guess it's like the the firm that she works for, the head of the department of the firm that she works for uh talking about there are more eccentric superhumans. Superhumans. Yeah. Is the words that he used and so it's like so very so, vaught. Yes, very yeah, very, I was going to say it does feel very, very vaught, very corporate. Um and I I did think that like Again, coming out of the woodwork, just showing off. Like, I think they're going to have some real fun with this, showing some really strange, uh, really deep cut characters. I think is going to be really, really fun. Obviously, even Jamila Jamil's character uh, is is a super deep cut character for the MCU. So I feel like they're going to kind of have fun with that, have fun with Frogman, uh, and maybe do almost like a montage of her beating up all these characters. For sure. Or, you know, I think it would also be funny if it was like, what was the one that was like a pavement? slab or like a like remember when you did your oh danny the street (laughs) danny the street i'm trying to remember if that was marvel or dc i think it was it maybe it was marvel no it's a dc that's a dc character so we won't see danny the street but in (laughs) yeah but there's some there were some obscure ones from that list that were even marvel so so it'd be cool if they if they found a way to dude if ice cream if ice cream shows up If ice cream shows up in the show, that would would be that would be be awesome. Yeah, but I also think though that this is the way that they can introduce some of the characters that you know Mm -hmm. as a as a predictions part here. Uh, There's Mm -hmm. been a lot of rumors about uh, Jessica Jones showing up. Well, hell, with with the eccentric superhumans, that's a blanket term that can cover Luke Cage, Mm -hmm. Iron Fist. You know what I mean? Like you could get all the defenders in there. Yeah. And you and could I also, also you could also yeah. get if if the rumors are true that Jason Siegel might be appearing in this series as the thing. Like oh, I think wow. that's kind of that's kind of cool because I heard I that and I was like, that's Justin. Actually, I think that's I that's Justin. I think you got to cool cool your jets on that. I think that's your Marvel fan freaking out or or, or going into overdrive there. I think. But I'm you just know, saying. I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm just saying, though, that I don't want you to be multiverse of madness out here. I don't want you to get Mephisto like I was. No, no. But I'm just saying there was a rumor circulating about it. And then this trailer drops and they're saying that there's eccentric superhumans that that are are, are coming out of the woodwork here. Mm -hmm. Like this. This show seems like a great way to introduce, as you were saying, a lot of these characters that we might have seen some that we don't know, some obscure ones and maybe some some ones that we will see further down the road later in other things. So. Who yeah. knows, right? I think though, I think you 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 save one of those. Maybe you save a Jessica Jones as your stinger at the end of the series. You know, to say we're going to bring Jessica Jones into the MCU um, because I think any other characters they show, they're going to want to focus on her and and focus on her experience with Abomination, and and that's going to kind of be the through point. So I don't see them necessarily doing little brief 
uh, tiny scenes where they're bringing in all these other characters because I think they, if they were to introduce those characters, they want to give them a moment. And I think well, you can for only sure. do that I, I once agree. at the end of the yeah. series. But we're but getting yeah, dude, like I, ten episodes for this series, right? Yeah. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a longer 10, 30 minute episodes, right? But we already know we're getting one. We're one in cameo. One cameo that is certain. Hold on, hold on. You're getting you're getting ahead of me here. You're you're like the you're you're Jennifering all over this, and I'm sitting behind you here. Like I need to, dude. I can't catch up. Um, I wanted to just mention her CGI looks finished, uh, which is really nice because I think when we first got that very first look at her, there were a lot of people who were kind of freaking out about the CGI, and I still think there's going to be a little bit of of moments where it's you know the hair is not going to look right or whatever you know if you want to nitpick it um but uh but dude i think she actually looks good in this and um there's a moment though that we get to see uh, there's like a warrior with like a glowing forearm guard and i actually almost want to go so far as to say if it's if that is not one of the masters of the mystic arts but rather you know because i think wong says our universe at the moment that they show that character I'm almost curious to think that that could be someone from Tallow or maybe even the Nord dimension, right? Just in the way that that glowing armor was looking, looked very Miss Marvel to me. Uh, and the sort of the inscriptions on it and things like that. I don't know. Um, I thought that looked kind of neat. <laughs> could be Ten Rings. Could be Ten Rings as well because we know yeah. that she's still out there, you know, running that organization. And who yep. knows what they've been able to weaponize from, True. from, from the powers and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I think that there's there's a lot that this show can do uh, mm-hmm. while still staying centered around She-Hulk and Jennifer Walters and mm-hmm. just the idea of using it as a as a platform to help introduce, you know, more characters in, in other in other ways. Right. So, yeah, yeah I think it, it looks like it's going to be tons of fun. Yeah. man. And I'm hoping uh, I hope they don't blur out the middle finger. Uh, when she jumps off in the actual episode. I'm hoping they actually show it. I think that would be pretty dope. Obviously, we're learning that, you know, uh, with with uh, yesterday we talked about the mutants. Uh, sorry, not the mutants. The, the Marvel zombies uh, getting the TVMA treatment. Um, I think it would be really fun. I think yeah, this is more of an adult it. comedy. So, yeah, so I think they, yeah, right? so. they got to unblur it. Yeah. Um, but then, yes, let's talk about it. We get almost almost as if we, we just watched the end credits for the series, but they're showing us this in the trailer. Uh, another, you know, wonderful lawyer, Matt Murdock, shows up in a brand new red and gold suit uh, as Daredevil. Dude. That's so his this original. That's his is the OG first, suit. That's his OG suit. Okay. Yeah, like it's it's not a new suit, so... Um, yeah, it's going to be cool. It's going to be cool to see, see how he ties into it. He's obviously a lawyer, Matt Murdock, but the fact that they didn't show Matt Murdock, they showed Daredevil. I think that's, what's really interesting, right? So, Mm. you know, we've gotten the introduction of Matt Murdock in, in no way home. So here we're getting the introduction of, of Daredevil. And I hope that's, that's how it's treated. We see Daredevil before we see Matt Murdock, but you could see Matt Murdock just, you know, at, at the court you know, at the courthouse, yeah. you know, where, where she is, right? Or, you know, maybe being, you know, the opposing lawyer in a case, you know, against her. Like that that'll be fun to see, right? So it'd be really cool. It would actually be really neat if if he was at the trial for Jessica Jones, right? Jessica Jones is on trial for something, 
right? She stole something or, <laughs> or something like that. And yeah. maybe maybe that's yeah. where you get to see all three of them in the room yeah. at the same time. And then Jamila Jamil comes in and just crushes everything. Um, but uh, but yeah, I am I'm so stoked. Again, it's right around the corner. I cannot wait. Uh, just it's it's funny because we're gonna be watching this show and we're gonna say it again. We're gonna be like, this is such a fresh take on the MCU. It's so fresh and new and different. Um, but that's what they keep giving us. They keep making something that still fits within the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but then you know takes us to a different genre. And as a comedy, like sort of law adult comedy procedural. I'm I'm so I'm so in I'm so excited for this this trailer just sealed the deal for me for sure but uh that wasn't the only trailer that we got uh of course as I mentioned Ryan Coogler uh came out on stage and uh and the Hall H presentation was capped uh to thunderous applause um they they did the trailer for Marvel Studios Black Panther Wakanda Forever, which is again coming out November eleventh, twenty twenty two. Justin, I honestly, I I watched the trailer three times before we did this recording. Once live, and then and then like when it well not live, but when it popped it right away. Uh, you and I watched it together, and then I watched it mm-hmm. twice more. Dude, I still got chills, like full full body yeah. chills when they it's- start playing "No Woman No Cry." I honestly, dude, it's it's. I think and it's, it's my favorite yeah, yeah. trailer that Marvel has ever produced. I'm going to go so For far, sure. and I'm not being hyperbolic when I say this. I've not felt that much watching a trailer than I did watching that one, and that even for like a trailer for Endgame. Like this is this 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 trailer really gave me the feels, and I do think a lot of that comes from again the real world loss of Chadwick Boseman, and we see characters 100 on the screen crying and and. Uh, you called out that you thought that the the opening scene his funeral yeah T'Challa's yeah yeah T'Challa's funeral and it, and i think that it's set up in that way and and you're absolutely right like the the use of no woman no cry mm-hmm. um speaking about the women in T'Challa's life who are going to have to be taking who are going to be taking center stage and becoming the leaders of Wakanda you know yeah. he we knew from the last movie that he was surrounded by the strength of women um and i think that 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 this song is 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 placed here because it's about them not having to shed their tears, but to face the fight because obviously uh, T'Challa has passed, and I think at the hands of of Namor and his and his people. I'm I'm, I'm guessing that's what they've they're kind of insinuating based on some of the visuals because there seems to be a history between Wakanda and the Atlanteans, and and uh, it, it it's going to come full fledged here at, at war, and I think that's why this movie is called Wakanda Forever. Um, it is it is about Wakanda standing together without their king uh, and being able to to still fight for what he stood for and what he he helped build. Um, so yeah, I think the trailer the trailer does such a great job of encapsulating so much. It, it has to do it has to do the job of getting people hooked. You know, this is our first look at this movie. Uh, There have been countless reports of production issues from COVID delays to production delays in general. So this teaser, uh, this first trailer, which again is just mere months away from the actual release of the movie, it has a lot to do and say. And the trailer had to show a lot of strength in, in what the story that they were telling, and it does confidently 
for me, I think it's when we hear Kendrick's track just yeah. kind of trickle in and yeah. we get that and then it starts to get really epic with mm-hmm. the visuals and the music starts to transition and it, that's where for me I was like, whoa. Like I just got felt that, like that chill yeah. of excitement, right? Yeah. And Angela Bassett in this oh. in this trailer, like she Unreal. Like, committed to that role, like to that performance in that moment. Yeah. It was it was so intense. And you can see she's she's angry. She wants blood for the yeah. loss of her her son, right? So it's yeah. it's it's nuts. Well, it's interesting too because she she literally says um, you know, as as Queen uh, Ramona or Ramonda, she says she's lost so much. She says her entire family is gone. Uh, which mm. I'm going to put my speculation hat on and watching the trailer a few times, we don't really get to see Shuri a ton in terms of what looks like end of the movie footage. So my feeling or my thought is is that Shuri is going to be taken by uh, by the Atlanteans. I think we're going to be led to assume that maybe Shuri is killed or or is dead early mm. on in the movie, uh, and then I think that's going to be her in the suit at the end of the trailer. I think that's going to be an epic reveal of kind of her. That's her comeback in the movie. Uh, as the Black Panther, I think that is going to be interesting. My prediction uh, for for this, because why would why would you know? I get it. Like obviously, T'Challa is very important uh, to his mom, and and she's she would you know be emotional in that moment You're and right say though. like she, I've lost said, everything. But she says mm-hmm. her entire family is lost. Mm-hmm. So I think but something's going to happen to Shuri yeah. to Shuri to yeah. cause her to to be that upset because she, she I don't think she would have said entire fam I don't know um, I could be nitpicking I there, agree but with you no that I, performance I think I think you're right that's a very so good that's a very good observation I didn't mm-hmm. even think of that that and that also gives a reason as to why she is so passionate because now not only does she lose T'Challa but in her mind she thinks she lost. Shuri too so that that makes sense and that might allow Shuri to understand more about Namor and his his people uh because mm-hmm. it's it's clear like there's some great shots where he's he's a, a boy in the water uh mm-hmm. and then you know they juxtapose that with him as a man walking out of the water and it, yeah. it almost seems like he was his his family or his, his life must have been taken away from him Again, it, it seems that the Atlantean culture is going to mirror the uh, Wakanda culture in, in its own way for having its own distinct beliefs and its processes. You know, the way we see the birth underwater, like it, it was so powerful and, and the visuals that you see underwater are so captivating. And it yeah. seems like there's some human interference in here as well. I don't know if you, you caught the military sort of stuff. It looks like they might be trying to apprehend Wakanda tech or something like that. Yeah, um, I'm not sure if that's if that if I was reading that right. Well, because I think she says in that moment, she says like, "I've given so much already." You know what I mean? Like this is them asking in in their time of need. Uh, the the people of Earth are are are, are asking Wakanda. Uh, the people of of America are asking Wakanda for their technology and they're they're just saying like People we've already given it. up so much for you for for all of you you know what more can we give um i think it's honestly in the trailer such a powerful performance i can't wait to see it in context of the movie i feel like angela bassett is going to make us cry um i think um i think this movie's going to make us cry oh dude i'm already crying from the trailer like it's just but but the I, I wanted to yeah oh the mural that shows up with chadwick 
obviously I think that's also during his funeral. But um, but I also wanted to call out like I think the movie is about you know loss and and birth, and I think that's going to kind of be a really big running theme throughout the film. Um, and and I think that's that's where Namor we're going to start to f- understand his uh, backstory. And I think Gore the God Butcher in such a short period of time of Thor Love and Thunder showed us why it's so important to get these backstories. We need to understand our, our villains motivations here. And I, I mm. want to understand where Namor is coming from going into this movie. And I like the idea that, that you kind of played off of with, with what I was saying of maybe we do see Shuri sort of learn a little bit more about that history. Um, I was so stoked to see Lupita Nyong'o back uh, as Nakia. Yeah. Um, I'm so happy that she's back uh, in our MCU. Um, and even Martin Freeman, I think, shows up. And I think maybe that's where we start to get a little bit more of that understanding of, because he's kind of the liaison, right, for, for the relations between the, the, the rest mm-hmm. of the world in Wakanda. Um, and then, yeah, man, I just... I don't know. Maybe it's M'Baku at the end there in the suit, um, but I think... No, it's too slender. I think it's too slender. I think it's Shuri. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I think it could also be Okoye, but, it, you know, I, we were watching the kind of funny guys, and they were mentioning how maybe it is something that is shared amongst uh, the group. So we, we do see someone like M'Baku uh, wear the suit as well, um, maybe even his mother. Uh, it, it'll be interesting to see how, how it all translates, because maybe this is the way that Black Panther does live on outside of, yeah. of T'Challa. It's possible they all they they are all uh, Black Panther, right? Yeah, and and we are also getting the origin of uh, Riri Williams in this movie. I mean, it's it's definitely setting up a lot again in terms of the moving forward. I love I love the fact that you see her. She's wearing Riri Williams is wearing like this sort of like white uh, cut off shirt, and she's just hammering, and it's it's absolutely perfect. It's absolutely perfect and she's she hammers out that little heart which is going to be on her armor and that is the exact heart that you see in the logo for the iron heart um series so i honestly it's it's so perfect yeah it's it's like the visual from iron man one when he's hammering the helmet dude right so it's it's very poetic if you will so and we've got ludwig gorenson coming back to do this the the music so Dude, this cannot come soon enough. I will absolutely move move uh, Wakanda on Earth to get to you uh, in in Ontario to watch this with you. Um, I cannot wait for us to 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 see this movie and uh, to cover it. Uh, you know, we'll be doing everything we possibly can to get a review as soon as we can for you. Um, and that will be the end of Phase Four. And I think it's going to be such a phenomenal grand epic movie uh to end phase four with what a beautiful tribute to chadwick boseman um and i can't wait i just can't wait yeah man yeah but that is it uh for everything that we caught um of course for the hall h panel from marvel um we hope you enjoyed this this recap this sort of quick uh first impressions at these trailers uh and if you did be sure to subscribe to us wherever you like to listen to podcasts uh and if you want to write into the show with your thoughts or predictions in terms of you know the reveals that we got what you know what movies do you think are going to be happening in phase six that we might have missed 
Um, well, listen, you can reach out to us. Uh, Justin, can you do me a small favor? Uh, there's a, um, a swimming pool next to you. Can you just dive down like <laughs> Namor and find the information that describes <laughs> <laughs> the ancient text that describes how our uh, wonderful listeners can reach out to us? Well, they can reach us at wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. That's wearegeekcentric at gmail.com or on Twitter at GeekcentricYT or on Instagram at WeAreGeekcentric. Keep in mind, we also have a ton of other great episodes covering the latest in movies and TV shows, uh, including our recent uh, spoiler-free review of Thor Love and Thunder, as well as spoiler-filled review of Thor Love and Thunder. Uh, we also have a spoiler-free review of The Gray Man uh, out now as well, which I think you should definitely listen to before you check out that movie. might save you some time. Uh, and also, um, I wanted to mention we've got a ton of great interviews as well uh, with our latest with uh, Justin sitting down with Deborah Chow, uh, director of Obi-Wan Kenobi, and Anakin Skywalker himself, Hayden Christensen. Um, and it's, it's a really fantastic interview. Uh, and of course, we interviewed them because we did a watch club for Obi-Wan Kenobi. We also did a watch club for Miss Marvel. If you don't know what a watch club is, basically, we cover and, and go through each episode, episode by episode, uh, week to week, and we break down our, our thoughts and theories for the, uh, for the series. Uh, and so we have one for Obi-Wan. We have one for Miss Marvel. Both are wrapped now. All those episodes are out on Disney+. Plus. So if you want to listen to uh, each of our episodes as you watch each of those episodes, please do so. And if you like Watch Clubs, well, listen, we're going to be having two more coming up very soon. Obviously, She-Hulk, Attorney at Law, as we've already mentioned, right around the corner. We'll be doing a Watch Club for that. And... We also have a Star Wars series, again, Andor, uh, coming very soon uh, that we will be covering as well. Uh, and also, obviously, this is This Week in Geek. Uh, we do This Week in Geek every single week, and uh, normally we, we drop those on Wednesdays. Uh, however, uh, obviously, with San Diego Comic-Con, we wanted to do something special. So if you didn't listen to yesterday's episode, go back and do so. Uh, as we did cover um, basically everything that happened for the first two days of San Diego Comic-Con. And we also, uh, you know, had Megan on there. We talked about a bunch of the stuff from the Marvel Animation panel. So definitely go give that a listen uh, and give all those episodes a listen and a five-star review if you don't mind. Justin, thank you so much for joining me for this. Inc like, I'm just... My brain is melting out of my ears right now. The fact, the fact that we took as long as we did to talk about all the things from one and a half hour panel, but we didn't even talk about the Shazam trailer. No. We didn't talk about the Black Adam trailer. Yeah. We didn't talk about all the little things that happened throughout the day. Yeah, uh, Marvel delivered. It was definitely a big day. So thanks for hosting. It was yeah. a great time chatting. It was yeah. fantastic. Thank you so much. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, we'll, we'll, be, we'll be talking about those trailers maybe in the future at some point. I think John Wick For 4 sure. popped a trailer out as well. And so yep. we, might, we might get a yeah, chance to chat future, about that. Maybe next week's This Week in Geek, we'll probably mm -hmm. include them on that. I think there's, yeah. there's, there's room for it. So, you know, we, you've already got This Week in Geek early. You, we'll see you next week. And we'll probably include those trailers uh, as part of our discussion. Look forward to it. Um, and, uh, and yeah, if you're a DC fan, don't worry. We didn't forget about you. But listen, for now, as we say, love ya. Peace.